Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. On the next episode of Expeditiously. Please, everybody, welcome Mr. Tyler Perry. What's up? What's What's going on, bro? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Your meteoric rise, man, to success. Uh, has not come without some level of criticism. Some? Uh, Two. Yes, yes. Yes. You go, you being polite. Tyler Perry on the next episode of Expeditiously with T.I. My sacrifice comes on the end because it's part of my catalog. Okay. So that's where my value is. It's not, I'm not making the money up front. It's in the long game, right? Right. So if you go in there and you're looking for the bag, then great. You go buy your Bentley, your Rolls Royce, great. That's all. It's over with. That's wonderful. You've had it, but, but then what you've done is signed it all away. Right. They own you. And they're never going to give you an opportunity to be in that position. Again. Don't miss the next episode of Expeditiously with special guest Tyler Perry. The episode drops Thursday, March 19th. Expeditiously with T.I. Now available on Spotify, the podcast on app and Apple Podcasts. Is Medea really dead? That's it, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. You got a hobby? This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. McLovin is at home, his apartment in Brooklyn with his uh, family, his daughters. But uh, we're fully assembled here. Coming up, we'll talk to Rick Patino. He's got a new job. He's going to coach Iona College. We'll talk to uh, Reggie Miller a little bit later on. What options does the NBA have if they resume basketball in June? You just start with the playoffs. Uh, Ramona Shelburne, the great basketball writer for ESPN, will join us as well. And Ross Tucker, former NFL lineman, friend of the show, will tell us, should we have free agency now? And what did he think of what the players got with that collective bargaining agreement that passed late Saturday night? NFL free agency kicked off with a bang when the Titans re-signed quarterback Ryan Tannehill to a four-year extension. It's worth $118 million. You've got... 62 or so million guaranteed. And that's a lot for a quarterback who wasn't even the focal point of his team's offense. But the story isn't just about Tannehill and the Titans. The deal officially takes the Titans out of the Tom Brady sweepstakes. And uh, we have no idea if they were ever really in. Just like, I don't know if we knew that the Niners were ever truly in. I don't know how many teams are or were truly in on the Tom Brady sweepstakes. Even if Brady's undecided, we're going to get clues from uh, how the other teams act. Teams like the Buccaneers and Chargers may not want to wait. And I think the Buccaneers are all in. I don't know if the Chargers are a mystery team here. It still feels like there's two teams. The Buccaneers, Patriots, maybe have the Chargers in there. And maybe you get a team out of nowhere that's been quiet. Hadn't said anything. Brady hasn't said anything. Or Brady's camp hasn't said anything. But I still feel like you have three teams at the most interested in Tom Brady. And if you're the Patriots... The Patriots basically said, go out and see what's out there. I mean, they're they're smart business people. Belichick is a smart guy, and I'm sure that he knows what Tom's value is on the open market. And are you willing to then pay what that is when he comes back? Because you need two offers to have some leverage there. I don't know how much leverage he's going to have. I don't know what Tampa's going to offer him. And does Belichick and uh, Mr. Kraft call his bluff and say, if you want to go play for Tampa... And I I said at the end of last hour, and I firmly believe it, I think Tampa will be a playoff team next year. Now, if Jameis Winston is there, then I'm going to hedge my bets. But I think that defense was one of the top five defenses at the end of the year, and they've got a lot of offensive weapons there. Now, can Brady come in and, you know, make a difference? If Brady's there, they're going to make the playoffs. 
But that's that's a good team, and, and it's one of those, if you're looking to buy low and sell high, Buccaneers are a team that I like, and I like Bruce Arians as well. But, you know, there's still a lot, a lot of drama to play out here. But, you know, you're looking for those greener pastures for Tom Brady, and I don't know how many green pastures are out there because I think that the, the Niners have moved on. Feels like the Colts are still in with uh, Phillip Rivers. Although, if you're in with Phillip Rivers, then aren't you in with Tom Brady? Aren't they going to cost you about the same? And I get Phillip Rivers, who's a little younger, if you want to call it that. Uh, the Raiders, it feels like they're not in the Brady sweepstakes here. Uh, I think if things got really squirrely with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, then I guess as a desperation, hey, you don't want to sign, then we're going to bring in Tom Brady, which I've said all along, I don't think that that's ever a possibility. You know, it looks like you're going to tag Dak Prescott here, uh, and you're going to try to re-sign Amari Cooper. But, you know, there's some big decisions being made or will have to be made in the uh, coming days here. And I think with Tom Brady, you know, maybe he doesn't have – because you had two different camps here. You had Belichick, Patriots side of things, giving information, and then you had Brady's side. And this is where you can get played in the media. This is where his agent or somebody close to him can say, you know, there's probably seven or eight teams out there. And maybe there's seven or eight teams. I never felt that. Uh, The information I got was never that. But I think teams might, out of respect, say they would be interested but I never understood why the Niners didn't totally just discount this from the beginning and just say, no, we got our quarterback. Because they do have their quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's what the Niners should have said from the beginning. Any of this rumor, innuendo, talk, or no, we have our guy. Yeah, Paul. A question for you, McLovin. I was wondering why there's not more coverage of Teddy Bridgewater in free agency. He, he was 5-0 and as a starter last year, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. All his numbers were great. He appears to be healthy, and he's 27 years old. Why, why? It seems like there's very little coverage of it, though. Well, and then you look at what the Saints are doing with Taysom Hill because it feels like he's the heir apparent to Drew Brees, not Teddy Bridgewater. I, just, I don't know who's going to bring in Teddy Bridgewater as his starter. But let's see what happens with Cam Newton. I mean, there's other quarterbacks out there. And then you have a quarterback draft that you've got, you've got four quarterbacks who could be taken in the top 10. Yes, McLovin. Do you think Teddy Bridgewater is about his bad pro day, maybe? Oh, it can't be still about that. Ah. <laughs> Joking, but you remember he uh, had an inaccurate pro day. And oh, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in history. He's been, he's been very accurate since then. But I, yeah. I remember railing on that process where people are saying, ah, bad pro day. I said, how about you check out his games? And that's like you're not any good in games, but your pro day is unbelievable, so I'm going to draft you? Yeah. 8-7. Uh, yes, McClellan. Is he a game manager, though? Isn't that the tag? I don't know if it's good or bad. Teddy Bridgewater is more of a game manager than a What is Ryan Tannehill? He just got a four-year deal. Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins. The sport's loaded with game managers here. Drew Brees is a game manager now. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. Wow. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. And you can watch this program on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. Ross Tucker, former NFL lineman and a host of the uh, Ross Tucker podcast joining us on the program. Should we be having free agency in the NFL right now, Ross? You know what, Dan? Uh, I'm okay with it either way. I know a lot of people have really strong opinions on it. Uh, On the one hand, I get it that 
we're in a national crisis, and you could argue that the NFL should take the lead in setting an example to people that, you know, everybody that can hit the pause button in life right now should hit the pause button. And with everything, social distancing and everything that everyone's trying to do, maybe the NFL would set an example in that regard. I guess if you're the NFL, though, you could spin it the other way, which is with everyone having to stay at home for the most part and with social distancing, we are going to be their diversion. All it is is agents talking to team executives on the phone from home about how much money their guy is going to be. So while everybody has to stay home, while we're all in this together, the NFL will be our diversion and our topic to talk about. I see both arguments. I think the big issue or the big point I would make in favor of people that say keeping it now is I don't think it's going to get better, Dan, anytime soon. I mean, everything I've read – Two weeks from now, it'll be worse. Four weeks from now, it'll still be worse. So uh, it might be better to do it now as opposed to two months from now. Yeah, because once you postpone it, you can't unpostpone it. And I, I, like, I don't have a problem. And you know, some people have talked about the sensitivity of where we are as a country. And these guys are going to be signing these multi-million dollar contracts. I, Ryan Tannehill did not offend me one bit nothing that he signed this deal with to stay with the Titans. I, and if Brady signs or resigns, I'm not going to be bothered by it by saying how insensitive that he's going to make that money at some point. So who cares if he's making it now or he makes it, you know, in two weeks from now? Yeah. I mean, Dan, literally yesterday, there were all kinds of guys that signed Devin McCourty in new England, Costanzo back with the Colts for 33 million over two years Bradley Roby with the Texans. There was a big trade with the Jags and the Ravens with Calais Campbell. First of all, I didn't hear a single person say how insensitive that these guys are getting these contracts right now. Secondly, they were able to do all those deals. And I know that there are some people that say, well, they need to take physicals, et cetera. And, you know, potentially they could then void the deal later on and say that they didn't pass the physical. They do that now sometimes. I mean, they do that now when they are able to get the guy for a physical two or three days later after this tampering period. I mean, they're not even allowed to have the guy visit till Wednesday anyway. Meanwhile, in exactly two hours, there will be Jack Conklin or somebody will, will – there will be a report that he's agreed to terms with the team 10 minutes into the tampering period, and he's not allowed to even get a physical till after Wednesday at 4 p.m. anyway. So they already, if they want to have buyer's remorse, they can already fail the guy on the physical if they want to. I, I don't think it's as big a deal as other people are making it. I really don't. All right, the Titans bring back Ryan Tannehill. Now you got to decide uh, what you do with Derrick Henry and Jack Conklin. What would you do? So first of all, I I would have franchise tagged Ryan Tannehill. Um, You know, he had a really good half of the year. But, Dan, they just fully committed to him $91 million for three years. Like, that is happening. Tannehill is going to be there. He's getting the $91 million. It's $62 million in the first two. But three days into next year's league year, the $29 million for 2022 becomes fully guaranteed. So he's going to be their quarterback, $91 million for three years. I would have franchise tagged him and made him do it again. I would have taken my chances with Derrick Henry on, on, on the market. Who's the team out mm. there 
that's going to give Derrick Henry a ton of money on a long-term deal. There's literally, Dan, a graveyard of running backs. David Johnson and Gurley and Devontae Freeman just got cut. And every running back that's gotten a big deal, their team has ended up regretting it. I don't think there'd be very much of a market for Derrick Henry. I would have tagged Tannehill. I would have let Henry test the market and believe that I'd still be the one that would be willing to offer him the most money. And I try to keep Conklin, although Conklin is going to get a lot of money and he's been inconsistent and a little bit injury prone. So someone's going to make him the highest paid tackle in the NFL. I'd be willing to let him go elsewhere. Yeah, my philosophy is if I'm drafting you in the first round, I'm going to use you up for five years if you're a running back, and then I'm going to let you go. And, you know, that's what I would have done with Ezekiel Elliott if I'm the Cowboys. I think that offensive line is so good that I can put a quality running back in there who's going to at least give me a, a thousand, if not, you know, 1,200, 1,300 yards. And I don't think Zeke Elliott is the running back that he once was. And you know what, Dan? I'm glad you said that because if you go back to the end of the year and in particular the playoff games where Derrick Henry got so much love and so much attention and he deserves the credit, he had some terrific runs, but go back and watch how many of those runs against the Patriots and Ravens that Derrick Henry got three or four yards before he was touched. In particular, the left side of the line, Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold, they were killing dudes. So you have a guy that's 250 pounds, runs a 4-3-40, getting a seven-yard runny. Yeah, he's going to get some yards. I promise you, he's going to get some yards. The Titans' offensive line was awesome. I think that they did this the wrong way. I I would have tagged Tannehill, made him prove it, and I would have tried to done a deal with Derrick Henry. I just don't see another NFL team saying, you know what, let's give Derrick Henry what Zeke Elliott just got. Exactly nobody was going to do that. He's Ross Tucker, former NFL player, former Patriot legend, and host of the Ross Tucker podcast. What do you think the Patriots' game plan is? Well, they brought back McCourty and Slater. Uh, There's not as much room for them now in terms of money. I I think that the fact that very little news is trickling out about Brady right now is interesting. The Titans are out. The Niners are out. Now, I had Albert Breer on my podcast this morning. He said the Chargers are still in. So I know Chris Sims had said that it was down to the Bucks or the Patriots. Albert sort of disputed that on my podcast this morning. I still think he probably goes back to New England and that that's what Belichick wants. But it does seem weird to me that there isn't more conversation there. I mean, everybody keeps talking about this sit-down meeting that they need to have that they haven't had yet. Well, where's that going to take place now? When is that going to take place now? And I think deep down Brady would like to go back. But if he once again feels a little bit underappreciated and disrespected, it's going to be hard, Dan. You know, the Chargers and the Bucks are going to give Brady, offer him whatever he wants. Money-wise, for both business and football reasons, they both have much more talented, skilled people. I think he still thinks he got the best chance to win in New England. I think he likes McDaniels and the familiarity there. But at some point, if you've got two people that are really giving you everything you want and the other one's still kind of lukewarm, I, you know, he might just say, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm going with all the other two teams that's making it seem like they actually really want me as opposed to me having to kind of grovel to Belichick yet again. 
Well, you know that he's going to get that feeling. I mean, I can't imagine if he... I think he's going back, but I've thought that all along. But it's not like Belichick's going to all of a sudden go, can't, you know, it's so great to see you, Tom. Like, get emotional here. It's a business that, you know, for a player, it's personal. For management, it's business. Now, for Robert Kraft, he's got to run a business, and it's going to be personal with Tom. But I think that he understands... You know, how much do I want to load up and keep Tom here just for memory's sake? Um, you know, it's like the Lakers with Kobe, where they spent that kind of money those last two years because they wanted him to retire as a Laker, and it was one reason for people to go out and see the team. They weren't winning. The Patriots expect to win. That's why if he wants to have another chance at another championship, uh, then he might take less money, less respect, but a better opportunity to win. Yeah, you know what, Dan? I, I think we are going to have an unprecedented amount of leaked information if Brady goes somewhere else. What do you mean? Because the stakes are – well, I just mean the PR battle, if he signs somewhere else, is going to be intense. Because the Patriots in Boston – are not going to want their fans to think that it was them that moved on. And I don't think Brady, you know, as they'll publicly, they'll be classy <laughs> about it. I had a great 20 years, but you know, it's a different time in my life, but then you'll start to have the leaks where it'll be, well, the Patriots only offered Brady, you know, the Patriots will leak that they offered him a two year deal. Then it'll come out that, well, it was only 15 million a year. There's just too much at stake, too many legacies on the line for how this thing ends. But I, I I'm almost intrigued to see him go somewhere else just to see what the <laughs> PR battle behind the scenes end up being. Do you think that we should hold the draft? Oh, I have an idea for this, okay. especially if they push back the league year. Dan, you're going to love this. I'm going to tweet this soon. This is what we all need. They should start the draft. If they're going to start free agency now, start the draft like in two weeks, and we do a different first-round pick every day. Because they're not going to actually have a draft. Like They're not going to have a draft for 600,000 fans. It's just going to be like a made-for-TV conference call event. But let's say we start the draft April 1st and the Bengals have the first pick. April 2nd will be the Redskins day. So that Dan Patrick show, the Ross Tucker podcast, all of us, all day we'll just talk about who are they going to take, are they going to trade, what are they going to do. And then that night, because there's literally nothing else sports-wise going on, if the NFL was smart, the first round Every pick would be its own day, and it would be amazing. <laughs> well, wait a minute. There may be some offensive lineman out of Michigan State who gets his own day. I think that might be a little overkill, Ross. Probably, but it's better than whatever else we're going to be talking about. And then we'll see how long the second round goes through. But can you imagine that? The draft, one pick, first round, every day gets his own day. And then that whole day we talk about the Bengals. It's like Bengals Day on the Dan Patrick Show. Then it'll be Giants Day on the Dan Patrick Show. It'll be awesome. Tweet it out. I'm interested to see what kind of response you get. Great to talk to you again, Ross. Thanks for joining us. All right. See you guys. Stay healthy and safe. That's Ross Tucker, former NFL player host of the Ross Tucker podcast. Vikings have reached a two-year contract extension with quarterback Kirk D. Cousins. Excuse me? <laughs> Didn't he just get a contract? I, I'm i confused here. How long has Kirk D. Cousins been there? Two years? And then he... Yes, McLovin. He's on his last year already. This would have been his third and final year because he only got a three-year guaranteed deal. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, yeah, Paulie. He signed an $84 million deal two years and one day ago. So you got two more years with Kirk D. Cousins. All right, we'll take a break. It was back in September. Rick Bettino joined us and said he was done, done college coaching. And then all of a sudden over the weekend, I see Iona College reaches out to Rick Pitino. We'll talk to him about what changed. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. All right, as you probably know, I am the Danette that lives farthest from the show, so i in the car all day, several hours. That's where Audible comes in. I got to tell you, it has saved my life. I love hearing books in the car. Uh, The last one I did was Talking to Strangers, Malcolm Gladwell's new book. It's totally awesome. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-help. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs, whatever you want, it's on there. To kick off 2020, we're focusing on the new year, the new you. We have plenty of content that can help you pursue your goals, whether it's getting fit, finishing more books, or becoming a better parent, leader, or person. Audible is awesome. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. If you can't decide what to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your credits up to a year and use them on a whole series if you'd like. And if you want to find out more about Audible, visit audible.com slash DP or text DP to 500-500-500-500. Again, that's audible.com slash DP. You'll love it. Talk to the new head coach of Iona, Rick Pitino. He'll join us coming up. This program brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way, the all-new GT four-door coupe. Because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Uh, Let me see. The Titans placing the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. Just got that information from the NFL. Uh, he's probably, I think, $10.5 million is what he's going to make, franchise tag. And I get it. I understand it. How would you... Oh, I can't imagine Derrick Henry looking at Ryan Tannehill's contract. And then, all of a sudden, Tannehill gets $90 million guaranteed. And Derrick Henry gets ten and a half guaranteed. He did most of the work there. Probably not too pleased with that. I don't think so. Uh, a couple of phone calls here. Stephen in California, then we'll talk to uh, Rick Pitino. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Dan. Uh, six foot, 165. Um, I, I really believe that uh, the overwhelming feeling here in the Bay Area is Niners fans don't want Tom Brady, but uh, I think we could we could really take him in as our mascot, and I think that would work great. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, we didn't hear anything from the Niners. Then all of a sudden, Chris Sims, who's good friends with Kyle Shanahan, I think they were roommates at Texas, and have each other's initials, 
tattooed on their bodies. Which I don't know if he's ever fully explained that. That he's got Kyle Shanahan's initials on his body and Kyle Shanahan has Chris Sims' initials on his body. But uh, I guess they're they're close. And uh, Chris Sims reporting that the Niners are not interested in Tom Brady. It took a while to get to that point. Couldn't Kyle Shanahan maybe ended the drama two weeks ago and said, no, Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback because we didn't hear anything about that. If I'm the Chargers, I would want Tom Brady. Uh, if I'm Tampa, I would want Tom Brady. If I'm the Patriots, I want Tom Brady, but I don't want him at the price that the Chargers or Tampa Bay is going to pay. That's the tricky part of all of this. Jeremy in Wisconsin joins us. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, good morning, GT. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, real quick before my best and worst. So I'm currently driving the speed limit-ish, and I'm wondering because of social distancing if I would get a speeding ticket or not. <laughs> oh, whatever. So my best of the weekend, uh, my kids got to finish up their youth soccer games on Saturday and Sunday. So it was nice. I was hoping to see maybe ESPN there to get some coverage, but not so much of the case. And uh, unfortunately, though, as a response from that, on Sunday afternoon, we heard that all YMCA events in the future will be, now be canceled. So kind of a bummer there. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, try that social distancing with the police officer there. Tell me how that works out. Jonathan in Florida joins us. Then we'll talk to Rick Pitino. Hey, Jonathan. What up, what up DP? Hey, bud. Hey, first time, long time. 5'7", 148. Uh, I'm with Fritzy and Seaton about the March Madness bracket. You can't release it. It's. I feel like there's no point. It's just more salt in the wound. And I'm a Florida State alum. And this year... I was really excited about, and then once it got canceled, it just, I think it. Yeah, yeah, because you're top five team. Yeah, I'm right there with you as a uh, alum of the University of Dayton. Just the possibilities that you had with some of these schools that normally aren't there in the top ten. And, you know, look, I think Kansas was still the best team that I saw this year, but it did feel wide open as to who would get to that championship game against Kansas. Uh So this guy knows all about the uh, Final Four. He's uh, Rick Pitino, who took the job at Iona. But before we talk to you, Rick, i got to bring you back to last September when you were on the program and you had this to say. Do you think you coach again? No, you know, I wrote this book for closure because I don't think I'll ever coach again. And I wanted the truth to come out in a lot of different things. uh, I don't think any university is going to hire me. And I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want them to go through it. You Would know. you hire you? No. It, yes. What's in this book is the truth, like you wouldn't believe. Would you coach in the NBA? I'm done coaching. I, I really am. Because, like if the Nets called you. No, I, I, I think the NBA is a grind. It's, it's 100 games. Too many games. And although I'm in great shape, it's a grind. And uh, I, I don't want to coach. I, I miss college terribly. It's a big part of my life. But... I've got to learn to live without it and because I know I'm not going to coach again. So what changed, Coach? Well, I think, uh, I think I was, and rightfully so, I was blackballed incorrectly for two and a half years due to the Southern District of New York coming out and putting me in a, in a complaint. And then actually two and a half years later, they exonerated me by putting people on the witness stand who got up from Adidas representatives to the father of the recruit and saying, 
I absolutely knew nothing about it. And it took two and a half years for that to go to trial before I could be exonerated. That's one thing. The second thing is the, the Iona thing sort of was a, a lucky thing. And I'll tell you the genesis of it. When I left Louisville, uh, my business partner was good friends with the president of Transylvania. And I left him and his wife tickets for a few Louisville games. He's a basketball fan. And he called me up and said, Coach, would you like me to call? There were two schools, uh, high-powered schools that were semi-interested in me. Would you like me to call the presidents? I know what you're all about, and I'd be more than happy to do so. And I said, boy, that's real nice of you, but uh, probably not going to matter too much, but thank you so much. And he did call one of the two. Well, that person <laughs> moved on and uh, became the Iona president. And he called my friend and said, is there any way I was over in Greece? And is there any way that um, your friend would consider coaching at Iona? We may have a move here because our coach has been sick and we feel awful about it. He's meant so much to our school. And would he be interested? So I think it's circumstance more than anything else. I think it took two and a half years to get exonerated. Um, and I am, I can't tell you how happy I am. I'm, I'm beyond happy because it's, it's going home. It's 25 minutes from my apartment in New York City. It's 10 minutes from my son in Harrison, New York. So for me, it's a dream come true. It's a, it's a great way to end a career, and, a, and I can't tell you how excited I am. Were you up for the St. John's job? I was not. Oh, but did you inquire about that? I did not. Okay, because there were published reports that said that you, uh, you were trying to get the St. John's job a while ago. Uh, so no, I, I was I, I was actually interested in three jobs uh, where I thought I had a legitimate shot. One was because Michigan was wooing Ed Cooley from Providence. I would have loved to gone back to a school I loved dearly, uh, but he stayed at Providence. The other one was a small Catholic school in Worcester, Massachusetts. Holy Cross had an opening, and I knew a lot of the hmm. alumni and people on the board there. I was looking for a smaller situation uh, that aspired to be um, much better than where they were at. And I was looking for a Catholic school. And this turned out to be even more perfect than Holy Cross because it was it's 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 25 minutes from where I live. I also was thinking about this, uh, knowing that we were going to have you on. You were ahead of the curve before, you know, almost everybody with the the weapon that the three-point shot was going to be. Back at Providence, you had guys, like, you guys got green lights. You know, Billy Donovan, you could shoot the three. What was it about the three that you understood before most college and pro coaches did? The fascinating thing about it is that I think it was the first five Big East games against John Thompson, Willie Massimino, I think it was P.J., um, the most any of the Louis Conaseca, the most any of those schools took in a game were five threes. I think they made one or two in all five games. And I was trying to take um, 18 to 25 threes. I took over a team that uh, really lost all their players and, and they were dead last in the Big East since the inception of the Big East, seven straight years. And I not only needed a weapon, I needed a gimmick. I need something that would overcome our lack of athleticism and the three point shot was it. We worked at it. 
We worked at it from an out-of-bounds situation, fast-break situation, <laughs> steel situation. Everything we built was around the three-point line. We led the nation in three-point shooting, and that was the key to going to a Final Four. And just pure math, what it's become today, you understand it. Um, and even with the New York Knicks, we were known as the Bombinos, and we were averaging almost 118 points a game. And the three-point shot was a big weapon for us. Was Paul Westhead the like the godfather of the three-point shot, or was no? It- he was the he was the godfather of fast-break basketball scoring. He was uh, basically, if he was a football coach, he would let the other team score so he could get get the ball back. Uh, so he was the key, the godfather of fast-break, the numbered fast-break. It wasn't so much the three-point line as it was the fast-break. He believed in a style that would give you 115, 120 points a game. Yeah, it was so much fun. But, you know, I remember that Providence team, and it, and it looked like a lineup that I could have played in. Um, you know, just you, you gave that feeling of, hey, I, this is all I got, and we're going to go out there. But, look, every place you've gone, you know, you're successful. And, you know, you just won a championship in Greece. And I, you know, I expect you to be you know, successful at Iona. The expectation level that you have on you and your team is what? Well, Iona's coming off a difficult year because they lost a tremendous coach. Tim Cruz has done a fabulous job there. And, uh, and one of the other reasons, Dan, I took the job is Dick Vitale said something to me. He said, you know, you know how close I was to Jimmy V and you knew him well. He said, Jim Valvano always told him his favorite years were I, Iona College. And that stuck out with me because my two favorite years in coaching were Providence College. And Iona right now is down because they lost a great coach uh, who got sick and, and they went from four straight NCAAs out of five years to having a losing year. And their roster is depleted. So right now we've got to bring in probably six to seven players. We've got to enhance the schedule. But the school itself, the president, is the reason I went there. The athletic director is an outstanding AD. And the school, I, I'm friendly with uh, the person who the business school is named after, Bob LaPenta, is a good friend of mine. The chairman of the board I know quite well. So it's, it's, they have huge aspirations to not only make the basketball program much bigger, but to grow the school. And they think the basketball program is a vehicle to help grow the school as well from the endowment to the enrollment and the more exposure the basketball program gets in a positive way, the more the school will rise. Are you going to schedule Louisville? No. (laughs) How quick was that answer? (laughs) I may schedule, I may schedule if, if, if if John, uh, I spoke to Cali yesterday, he was nice enough to call me, but I, I would love to schedule Kentucky in the Garden uh, in the Jimmy V Classic. Uh, I think that would be a great draw, and that would be exciting to see, and uh, I hope John would entertain that. Why don't you have Louisville, Kentucky, and Providence? <laughs> How about we have Kentucky, Providence, Iona, and St. John's? <laughs> uh, good to talk to you, Coach, and uh, glad you're back in college basketball, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Dan. I'm super excited. That's uh, Rick Pitino. He's successful, and uh, he fought hard to clear his name at Louisville. And uh, well, we got breaking news. Cowboys have placed the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Yeah. It's, it's the right thing. It's the right thing. 
We'll take a break. We'll come back, react to that. Also, best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you ours. But uh, the Cowboys have tagged Dak Prescott back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Well, prior to the break, I told you the Cowboys uh, franchise tag Dak Prescott. So he was going to make an average of $33 million a year with a guaranteed contract of $105 million. A source said the Cowboys offered that. That's what he reportedly passed on. So now he's going to get paid $33 million this year. And maybe they'll tag him again the following year where he'll probably make $35 million. Clarence Hill covers the Cowboys. Fort Worth Star-Telegram, kind enough to join us. Clarence, your uh, reaction to this? You know, it's not a surprise because, again, uh, he turned down a $33 million deal, average deal back in September that was silenced uh, until just a few weeks ago when the Cowboys uh, upped the offer last week. Uh, and according to reports that, you know, Dak recently made a counteroffer, but there's been silence since then. And, and clearly uh, – there, there's not been much movement, and 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 the Cowboys, you know, Jerry Jones had always said that they're going to retain Dak's rights no matter what, but they need the right deal for the Cowboys. Uh, Dak, you know, I, I think it's more than just money. Uh, I think it's years. Uh, it's been a sticking point. Dak wants a shorter deal, three or four years, and the Cowboys want a longer deal. In addition to you know whatever uh, difference they have on money. Is there a mistake made by one side? In this, in your opinion, oh, oh, I think the Cowboys made a mistake uh, last year by not getting it done. I mean, they did not see the read the tea leaves correctly. You know, I remember before last year at the combine. You know, before last season, Stephen Jones said we don't want to set the market. You know, for Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott is the biggest priority. They didn't get that done. Uh, that's before Russell Wilson and and Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Wentz and Derek Goff got big deals when the money was, I guess, relatively low <laughs> at that point, and then it just skyrocketed. It's going to continue to skyrocket. I mean, the market has continued to go up. You saw what Tannehill got yesterday. You know, Carson, you know, you saw the Minnesota quarterback has got a new deal. Yeah, Cousins. Uh, something is likely going to come down before the season. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes, the market's only going up. It's not going down. But are they sold on Dak Prescott being a franchise quarterback? Yes. I mean, the, everything they say they have, and again, they let's be honest, they're, they haven't been cheap. I mean, they've offered him $33 million annually uh, in September, 105 guaranteed, and they've sent up that offer. So it's not like they're lowballing him, you know, but they're not maximizing Dak's earnings. I guess Dak's looking to maximize his earnings, but it's not like they're giving him chump change. Uh, where does that, is that money going to Amari Cooper now? 
Well, that's what we should be having, you know, roughly about an hour and a half, you know, for them to continue to negotiate with Cooper uh, to, to get a deal done. Because uh, if, if not, placing a tag on Prescott means that they could potentially expose Cooper to free agency if they don't get a deal done with him. So they can't use two tags. That's the thing about the, the new CBA, you can only use one tag. Clarence, thanks for joining us. Uh, you'll have fun today, I'm sure. I'm working. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Clarence. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Bengals have just franchise-tagged A.J. Green. So uh, fast and furious here leading up to noon Eastern. Yeah, Paul. You know, if you go back to the CBA, maybe the players should have fought to get rid of the franchise tag. No other sport has this. The NBA, which needs it more than anybody. And you would think it would be flattering to say, you're our franchise guy, and, and these guys hate the franchise tag. And now you got Dak Prescott, a one-year deal. And, and I guess, okay, one year while working on getting a deal done, but... If I'm Dallas at this point, I franchise him. I, I Kirk Cousin him. I, I franchise him this year, and I'll franchise him next year. But you're running the risk because at the, imagine if you're signing after Patrick Mahomes signs his contract, what his numbers are going to do for every other quarterback after him. And, and it's not like somebody's going to go in and go, Patrick Mahomes is going to make $40 million. I'm the next quarterback up, and I want to make $41 million. Yeah, McLevin. The franchise tag can work out for guys. Though. Like, it helped Cousins. Remember, he kept getting his value way up, and that dude's going to make more money than anyone. He got tagged twice. Yeah, but, but he wanted a long-term contract. Well, Dak wanted a three-year deal, and the Cowboys wanted a five-year deal. What do you think Dak is really worth? Like, do you think another team would have gone into the 30s for it? Well, that's the going rate, but I don't, I don't know who would look at him and say, that's the guy we want to have. You know, maybe Tampa would. Somebody like that, where you have a young team. You know, if you put him in with a young team that's not going to be Dallas, you know, Tampa Bay. I'm all in on Tampa, by the way. I, I got to get a jersey here. <laughs> I'm all in. Tampa's making the playoffs next year. Yes, McLove. Your hunches like that often uh, pay out. So I'm very interested now. Except you remember you had the Milwaukee Bucks really early? Except you were a year too early. I was. I was a year early. Uh, I had Detroit making the playoffs a couple of years ago. They did. I was all in on the Bears two years ago when they made the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Tampa. I'm starting to fall in love. Yeah, Paul. What if they don't add at the quarterback position, though? Are you, are well, you going to tap out? No, no, I said that I, I, that's subject to change if, if Jameis Winston is my starting quarterback. Because uh, I, I I I would hedge my bet on that. Yes, Eden. If you were going to give a four year, hundred and eighteen million dollar quarterback uh, contract to a quarterback, would it be Tannehill or Dak? Dak, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels like Dallas will let Dak try to win a game. It didn't feel like the Titans were letting Ryan Tannehill try to win a game. And uh, but he, you know, Ryan Tannehill. I mean that. It's an amazing offer. Because I, I didn't see it. And, and maybe, you know, being there and being the starter and the whole, you know, he took over from Mariota, but when he came over, I said he'll eventually be the starter in Tennessee. So I wasn't surprised. I, I was surprised that they were going to give him that deal. It's the going rate. I get it. But you're guaranteeing he's your quarterback at least for the next two years. And Derrick Henry, thanks for the memories here. Uh, come on in for a year. And he's probably with somebody else. But there is no market for running backs. Yes, he... Dude, that dude got the crap beat out of him every single game in the playoffs. And they're like, here, here's... But imagine Tannehill is handing off to him 30 times a game. Exactly. And he's going, All he did was turn and yeah. give the ball to... Yeah. 
Here, here's there's eight more yards for you. Come back to the huddle. Hey, good job, Derek. I'm going to give it to you again. Like, there's no way Ryan Tannehill was sore after any of those games. <laughs> Unless it was from twisting. His arm. It's just his, twisting. His, his Here arm. Here, oh, this is for you. man, you honey. You take this. I am sore. What from? You didn't do anything in the game. I had to turn. I had to turn and hand it off to him. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, going back to the CBA, that's another thing. The running back should have asked for their own rookie contract. A two-year rookie contract or three-year rookie contract for running back so you get to your second contract faster. You need to have a three-year or four-year deal for a first-round running back, and you need to have a separate salary cap for quarterbacks. I think that that would solve everything. We're too late. It's another 10 years from now. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up. Paulie, bring it up in 10 years from now. I'll write it me. down. Yeah, bring it up in 10 years. Yes, McLovin. Now you have me so excited about the Bucks. Imagine Brady throwing to Mike Evans. That'd be a that'd be like 2007 Randy Moss. If if Brady goes to the Buccaneers, they're making the playoffs. And I'll I'll take bets on that. Wheel of punishment, shower shame. That's how confident I'm starting to feel about my Buccaneers. Yeah, Paul. We're gonna edit out the Brady part just that you say <laughs> the Bucks are going to the playoffs. We're just gonna clip that out. Oh God, I hope they get somebody if they. <laughs> I, I, I love Jameis, but I love him just for the entertainment part of this, where, good God, does he entertain me. Sometimes in a negative way. All right. Final hour coming up. Reggie Miller will join us. So you think the regular season is over in the NBA, and what would be the solution? You start the playoffs in June. Do you have seven-game series, five-game series? So Reg will join us coming up. Last call for phone calls in the final hour. Best and worst of the weekend. We will give you hours coming up. Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. 